We're joined today by Eugene Hoots. He's the front man for the band Gogol Bordello. They're coming to the First Avenue in Minneapolis on July 25th. Eugene, how are you doing today? Yeah, all right. Staying strong, man. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, I know uh, Gogol Bordello's coming to uh, First Avenue here in Minneapolis July 25th. Uh, you guys have played First Ave a lot over the years, yeah, and I know you got a lot of fans here in Minnesota. I imagine you, you're uh, excited to, to be back here in Minnesota. Love the First Avenue. It's a fact. I mean, can't think of shows in First Avenue that were not maximum cathartic. <laughs> you know, uh, always walking out of there with a great uh, memory. Awesome. And I know you guys are really known for your live shows. What are the listeners in for this time around? You got any surprises in store maybe for this tour? Well, surprise is something that's already encoded in a name, Gogo Bordello. I mean, anytime you say that, you're basically saying that I'm going to see Gogo Bordello the way they are now, which is, which is going to be another spin on the event in uh, uncharted gypsy punk territory. You know, just the whole band, the way it's, the way it's built and the way it's set up, it's, it's built on core members and uh, newly arrived members. So there is always a bit of newness and uh, classic Gogo Bordellness in it. Uh, so basically, nobody ever saw Gogo Bordello twice. They were always surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's just a fact. And, and this tour around, we have uh, the accordion is back in action. We took a quite a break from making music with a with accordion for about five years, actually. So it's nice to have the musicality back with a very awesome player, Erica Mancini, for uh, with us. And also, we're bringing another powerful new group from New York City, who's opening the show, but is also participating in our show. And their name is Puzzle Panther. Uh, okay. that's a very new entity, you know, a songwriting duo from New York city to, um, brilliant, talented girls writing songs, experimenting with, uh, elements of punk and hardcore and, uh, and synth pop and everything inside, you know, shaping their sonic identity fast, writing songs on the topic of the day, you know? Awesome, man. I know you guys have been uh, touring here for a while here. You guys always seem to be on the road, and I know you're heading over to the UK later this year. How has the tour been going so far? Has everything uh, been going well? Yeah, we did uh, five weeks or a month in Europe. You know, did a lot of festivals, and that's good to see because festivals were, um, you know, they were kind of in shambles after the pandemic. And people are still rebuilding, basically, their routes and their way back in musical business. You know, it's quite rumshackled in a lot of ways, actually. So, but it felt great to be part of, uh, you know, these big festivals that are making their, making their uh, communal way back. Pretty awesome. We came in, we had a 10-day break in New York City. And, uh, and uh, you know, summer is our high season, so there's no, there's no rest in the summer for Gogo Bordello, you know. And that's pretty much how we like it. Excellent. Well, I know the success you guys have had over the last 20 years or so. Have you noticed uh, maybe an uptick in kind of the Ukrainian influence in music here in the States? I know there weren't many bands here 
that were kind of incorporating the style that you know that you guys have had uh, before you got success um you know it's it's not something that is really replicable <laughs> in terms of like i mean i think that i think that what you're getting at is probably has it has the has the events of the past of past two years you know escalated ukrainian cultural presence which was already there um i think that's more of what's happening because you know trying to get relevant by incorporating like ukrainian uh culture would be kind of cheesy you know sure. uh, now that it's like talked about so significantly but um I think more interesting thing is that people are learning suddenly that great many um, kind of well-known cultural things in North America are of Ukrainian origin. That's kind of what's more interesting. You know, people are like, oh, wow, Andy Warhol was Ukrainian. It's like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, every Ukrainian knows that, (laughs) you know, or, uh, you know, something as popular as the outfits that were designed by... uh, so-called nudie suits, you know, that Elvis Presley and Elton John and Dolly Parton and, and, uh, um, and, uh, Glenn Campbell wore, you know, that known for that flamboyance and kind of bezeled, uh, actual kind of like a Tex-Mex type of vibe. You know, all the suits were called nudie suits because their designer is nudie corn from Kiev, Ukraine who came here in the cities and, you know, made his way into show business and uh, designed this great aesthetic that somehow gets credited to more like Mexican-inspired, but it, it, it's because of actually Ukrainian folklore and Mexican folklore being so flamboyant and having resemblance, you know. But just like more interesting things like that, you know, and more people talking about their heritage, you know, actors, musicians, you know, Leo Schreiber, you know, one of them, uh, a good friend of mine uh, who directed the film, Everything is Illuminated, that I was in. You know, he's been to Ukraine numerously in the last year. Uh, and more so and so forth, you know. And as Leo says, you know, it's like, if you can't stand up for your grandparents, then what can you stand up for, you know? Awesome, man. Well, again, uh, Gogol Burdell is coming to First Avenue uh, July 25th. And you guys have really been on a roll as of late. And I know your latest album, uh, Solidarity came out um, a little less than a year ago. And you know, a lot of people thought that one was uh, one of your best. I mean, you guys are really firing on all cylinders here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of the history of punk music has it that it seems to thrive on the times when the times are critical and crisisful. And we're certainly living in a era of um, very peculiarly uh, stressed out times. If it's not like some electoral uh, political turmoil, then it's pandemic. And if it's not pandemic, then it's an invasion, you know, and it brings out people of goodwill into their most active mode. And, you know, to me, it's been uh, inspirational, you know, like I'm a lifer punk rocker, you know, go, go bordello. Like this is what we do. We're always out there, you know, doing our own thing. But this, situation in particular you know, you know as soon as the invasion started people who were the first to play benefits with us for ukraine like days after the invasion started were 
Patty Smith, uh, Jesse Mallon, you know, people who reached out to do something together were Jello Biafra, needless to say, from Dead Kennedys and, and and great many other projects. You know, Ministry, Paul Jurgensen, you know, one of the greatest Sonic Mavericks of all times, great supporter of Ukraine. Um, you know, we just put out a single with actually all the people I just mentioned and um and um and Trey Cool from Green Bay and uh Joe Lally from Fugazi on it and Roger Miret from uh Agnostic Front in support of Ukraine. So the vitality of punk music is there. It's not it's kind of I think that uh, it gives people a chance to see what this music is really all about. About uh, responsibility, which is you know, your ability to respond adequately to the situation, to the stress, to a crisis. You know, crisis is inevitable, but it's how well do you walk through the fire? You know. Sure. Yeah, I heard that song, and I know you did another song with uh, Les Claypool and uh, Stuart Copeland, a few other guys. Uh, you, yeah, you've been doing a lot to uh, kind of release. Uh, yeah, Sean Lennon, Stuart Copeland. Yeah, totally. And that was just another example. Like, that was initiative that Les Claypool took, took, you know. It was beautiful to see that, like, you know, some people, you know, uh, you know, I reached out to, in this case, they, you know, Les called and said, hey, listen, it's just so bewildering, this um, situation with the war. Um, let's do something. And it was beautiful to see, you know. You can, can just see how people have the right uh, heart and mind in, in the right place, you know? Definitely. And I also wanted to ask you, I saw you've got a new film, uh, Scream of My Blood, coming out. Can you tell the listeners a bit about yeah. that? Yeah, well, this documentary on a story of Golo Bordello, as it's subtitled, it's been in the works for forever. Actually, it wasn't, um, uh, you know, it was actually just filmed by close friend made for no other reason but to who kept capturing just something he was really passionate about and enthusiastic about without any plan and um which is how usually you know good documentaries are done didn't really have any um agenda about it and uh, and uh, having so much footage and traveling the world with us you know Nate Palmer you know, he teamed up with Vice News uh, producers to finish it because the war became like a catalyst to kind of demonstrating what the story is about. Because the very name of the band, Gogo Bordello, in the very beginning was particularly chosen to tell the story that of, of Ukrainian impact. Uh, because Gogo, Nikolai Gogo, is a Ukrainian writer who was born and raised in Ukraine, whose father was a Ukrainian writer who popularized uh, Ukrainian identity in the times when it was forbidden by Russian regime and, um, some, and, 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 and somehow gets abducted by uh, Moscow propaganda as a Russian writer. And this, this whole time we've been undoing that story except that undoing of that story now is uh, a collective effort of many, many people around the world, you know, now that Guggenheim Museum and all museums around the world are 
have their hands busy recrediting correctly artists who are actually not Russian at all and were never Russian and putting correct credits to them as Ukrainian artists like Kazimir Malevich, you know, uh, or Chekhov and so on and so forth. You know, it's a, it's a process and we just been kind of pioneering that process because we didn't wait for the war to tell that story, you know? Sure. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And again, I know you guys are on tour now, but is there anything else coming up for you? Maybe music or acting wise or anything else we should be watching out for? Well, there's always things coming. It's just, you know, we're maniacs. So <laughs> <laughs> things are coming our way uh, all the time. Um, one of the things that I've been getting more and more uh, progressively more interested is producing new bands and, uh, you know, Puzzle Panther is a band that we're, as I mentioned, we're bringing along. is definitely uh, a great thing to, an exciting thing for me to be involved with because this duo, you know, is focused on writing great songs and, you know, making dope tracks, that's like a one thing. I get it, you know. I, I am a DJ, I understand the value of that, but writing a timeless good song is a whole another thing. And that's, if you ask me, is a kind of a dying art. I think uh, people who have the knack for that are like thinned out significantly. So it's exciting to work with, you know, bands that have their focus set on writing great new modern, but songs with timeless capabilities while exploring, you know, elements of punk rock and hardcore and, and synth, uh, synth pop and synth punk and figuring out their, you know, stylistic identity right here in front of your eyes. Um, so that is that. But also, you know, the film is, every day I get an uh, update that film is accepted into another, this documentary, into another uh, film festival. So that's always another adventure, you know. Another, just get accepted into Odessa Film Festival, another festival in uh, Europe, uh, I think it's Barcelona somewhere. Uh, more coming, you know, and the as we are even here on tour, the, the new material is being written steady. You know, that's kind of how we do it. Excellent, man. It's been great speaking with you. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to the show, and hopefully we can speak again sometime. Definitely. Please swing by backstage. We'll have a drink and get it done. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Eugene. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. And again, that was Eugene Hoots from Gogol Bardello, and they'll be playing at the First Ave in Minneapolis on July 25th. Yo, everybody, what's happening? I'm Eugene Hoots from Gogol Bardello. You're listening to The Five Count. Ciao, ciao. Back in the day, yo, as we learned, a man was not considered to be... Considered to be... Has he not gone beyond the hills? Has he not crossed the seven seas? Yes, seven seas at least. Now all them jokers kept around just like a scarecrow's in hometown. Yes, scarecrow's in hometown. From screen to screen, them traveling. But I'm a wanderlust king. I stay on the run. Yeah, run. Let me out. Let me be gone In the world Beat up road